What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what? Terence. Good old self-conscious humor, man. I I saw you, I saw your eyes look to the camera. Oh yeah, la. talking. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah, help yeah. it. Right? Can't help it. Can't help it. I mean, the camera is there. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta respect make love, it, la. Make, make love to the camera. Make love to the camera. And why are you highlighting the camera specifically, Terence? Because today is a new chapter in Yalabad history, mm. where we are moving on to make it a visual feast for everyone involved. A visual feast, indeed, because. Yeah. Uh, I mean, previously when we've had guests in the studio, you do see the videos on YouTube. Um, the ones that Terence and I do, sometimes we do it remote. But now mm. we're gonna we're gonna make it a point to record in studio. So here I am looking at Terence in the face and with the camera also in the flesh. Up. Yeah, but but this is our version of uh, back to the office, lah. You know, correct. correct we correct, ask correct. people. We always ask people. Oh, so how many days a week you go back to office? Now we also. Oh yeah, we also go back to office. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So all the people yeah. who think, oh, look at these two people just recording a podcast <laughs> from their bedrooms. No, man. No. This is legit. Fucking took a lot of effort to get this together, to get yeah. this <laughs> face right. together, man. To get this face and together. Tristan is with us in the corner as well. Um, mm. So, so yeah, it's, it's something new. We're excited. Uh, yeah. When you're listening to this, you can also watch it on YouTube mm-hmm. uh, to see our reactions yeah. uh, in our studio, which we have DIY'd the hell out of. Yeah. And yeah. we're excited, man. Excited. Excited. And uh, I mean... Uh, same thing I mean in that same vein we're also excited about a new chapter for Yalaba in the sense that what what is the one thing we wanted to plug um, the fact that okay you, for, if you've been listening for a while you know we have, we've been doing Yalaba for a long time we're reaching our 400th episode 400. Uh, the next episode um, we have an animated TV series in the works uh, a scripted podcast also in the works and we have Folklory which is growing very healthily mm. uh, which means that the three of us Terence, Tristan and I are pretty pretty swamped and we want we are looking for people to join our team yeah Uh, Yeah. and we are super excited to be able to say that because there's a lot of stuff that we are working on that we are very excited about and what are the roles that we are thinking uh, Terence Um, we definitely need someone to help us with social media Mm. I think that's uh, one one part of our arsenal that's missing um, I think uh, business development, as always. I think everyone needs a business development person. Yeah, just in general. In, in general, their own life also. In your life, yeah. Everybody needs business development. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what's the last role? Uh, project project management. Project management, yeah. yeah. I think uh, because we've got a bunch of productions going on, uh, TV productions, uh, audio drama productions. I mean, Yalabat, this production itself. So there's a lot of different projects that we're working on. At the same time, so if you want to get your feet wet in the media industry, I wouldn't say production, but media industry, like right, where you get a lot of experience uh, across a lot of different platforms, uh, this is the role for you. Yeah, and also startups, man. You know, oh, you, go, yeah. you go get a lot of juice for LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you want your LinkedIn juice. Um, and I mean, we have like three areas that we need help with. Uh, if you're one kind of superstar that can do all three, sure. Um, if there's a particular role that you're interested in. Sure, we we love to chat. Yeah. Uh, so what? They can email us. Yeah. DM us. Yeah. Email. Yeah, DM us on Instagram uh, for the Ministry of Funny Instagram, Yalabad Instagram. Yeah. You can email us at contact at ministryoffunny dot com, mm. uh, or just find some way to to reach us. Like. If you mm. can't reach us, then maybe this this role is not for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we do have like more detailed job descriptions and all, but now we just want someone who's hungry as fuck and excited to do cool shit. And I mean. Tristan joined us the last time we did a call for for in like interns. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh and and yeah, now hopefully we can get someone else or some other people to join our team. Just to target a bit, uh, we we don't want you we uh, we hope that you don't stay hungry after you join us. Lah. I think that's as in uh you you will be fed lah, as in uh Terrence. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, <laughs> Cause I think the the, the terms hungry as fuck. Hungry like, as fuck. Is man. that Gary V that Gary V Oh you're not hungry enough, you know, that kind of thing, which I think, uh, yeah, we can pair back a little bit. Hearing your jokes, in <laughs> bad jokes in person uh, is a whole new experience. No? I know, it's real time. You can't hide from it anymore. <laughs> no, uh, sorry, what are you saying? What are you saying? I didn't hear you. Sorry. Yeah, repeat again. Same say, hey, touche, touche. touche like, same thing. Touche. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Having you here, and, like, wow, having all, like, me cringing every time you're like, oh, yeah, wow, what's up, y'all? And I'm like, <laughs> now you can see the full, the full thing already. <laughs> exactly, man. Cool. cool. Cool, cool. Okay, so that was the intro, the plug. And I mean, we got a exciting, exciting podcast, lah. Yeah. Uh, exciting, which is not a new topic per se. 
It's not a new topic. But a lot of new developments. Eh? New developments, yeah. yeah. You, you, you would think that we would have ridden out the storm by now, but mm. no, man. It's only gotten stormier, if anything. Mm-hmm. Right? And what is this big controversy? Uh, I mean, it's something that we covered on a previous podcast that started off uh, just with a few blog posts la, mm. by an opposition mm. party member. Mm. Uh, and now it is a full-on, like, the I think it's everywhere to the point that everybody knows about it now. Yeah. I remember last week when we were telling people, they were, we were like, oh, you heard of the ride-out thing? Yeah. They were like, yeah. oh, well, what ride-out? Yeah. Um, and it is the curious case of two black and white bungalows that uh, are rented by... Uh, Minister Shanmugam and Minister Vivian Balakrishnan mm. that has now escalated into mainstream consciousness. Mm, mm, mm. Because, um, I mean, just going back early May was when uh, Kenneth Jayaratnam first posted his a series of blog posts. Um, and then, let's see, uh, what, a short while after, um, the SLA issued a statement mm. providing timeline and circumstances of how Shanmugam and Vivian rented the properties. Uh, and then the Workers' Party, Pritam Singh, he filed parliamentary questions because the SLA uh, notice did say that it will be answered in parliament. Mm. And since then, uh, PM Lee himself uh, has asked for a review to be done. And uh, apparently, like, Shamugam and Vivian spoke to him to request for a review. Mm. Uh, and it has been revealed that Teo Chi Han will be spearheading the, the review. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, there's been a lot of chatter. There were uh, interviews done with Shamugam on 23rd March at mm. Chongpang, mm. uh, Vivian Balakrishnan at the doorstep of uh, the Ministry of Communications and Information, also on the same day, yeah. basically getting excerpts from them. Yeah. So, a lot has happened. I think the the parliamentary session seems so far away, man. Mm, mm, mm. But, yeah. but how has your thoughts about this evolved, uh, Terence, since we, last, since we first covered this? Uh, I spent the last week uh, just doing, you know, dipstick kind of surveys, mm. talking to everyone, if I if I can. No, not everyone, like, talking to people I, I've bumped into about this issue like, to mm. get a sense, I guess, get a sensing of what's the feel on the ground that people are feeling about this issue. Because like. yeah. um, I think I, I, probably the most quotable quote I, I got out of it was that uh, someone who just told me that it's a very small nothing that could turn into a very big nothing. Yeah. yeah. Small nothing that could turn into a big nothing. Yeah. You so, sure it wasn't a big something? Uh, that, that's the thing, you see. So there is, a, what I've discovered oh. talking to people, mm. is that a lot of people are thinking that it's a small nothing. At least the people that I've done this dipstick survey with. Uh, um, and, and But they do see the potential for it to spiral into something bigger. Mm. Uh, but yeah, but what about you? What have you, uh, what, is, what has changed in the past week for you that Make this your number one topic to talk about. Uh, I mean, the first of all, that it has blown up. La. I think now past blown up threshold, la, right? Um, Not yet. What do you mean blown up? Like, like the fact that it's all over the news. Okay, yes, it's all over the news. Right. Everyone's discussing it. Yeah. Everyone knows about it. Yeah. Because last week, it was literally a few blog posts by Kenneth Jayaratnam, who mm-hmm. is not even one of the most prominent opposition MPs. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. He just right. came out with a few blog posts and... I think at that point when we first covered it, I was like, okay, how much team will this get? Then mm. SLA issued that it'd be in parliament. And then you kind of knew, okay, we are on the cusp of this mm. blowing up. La. So it did. And then same thing, just getting thoughts from different people, trying to read up online now that it's a bit more mainstream and mm. it is polarizing, man. Yeah. Uh, actually, what's, uh, what, yeah, so what has stood out to you in what you've read the past week? Because I think we can go through every one of them, or we can just do sort of a sensing yeah. based on what we've been reading, right? So, yeah. yeah. I mean, on, on one hand, you get commenters like uh, Calvin Cheng, uh, who is like uh, voicing out a lot of things that people seem to agree with in the sense mm. that um, literally on his post, what he's kind of said was um, that, you know, like if we want the best minds in government, mm. we do we do pay them well. Um, and and if we pay them well, what is wrong if they uh, spend it the way they want? Mm. Um, and 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 also, why are we automatically assuming that they did not follow due processes, like, and they're taking advantage of the system? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's one of those things that it it would deter future talented individuals from entering politics because this is literally a witch hunt. Mm. Uh, and you know, given like the state of the world right now, when there's so much shit happening. 
this is another house, another two houses is becoming a parliamentary issue. Yeah, right. that's right. So then, We're moving our sites from Oxley Road to Rhydell Road. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Like, what the hell? is like Property Lim Brothers soon going to be part of Parliament also, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because the, 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 like, his point is that these people have been doxxed, their private lives have been like, interrupted, uh, and it's not, it's not going to... He's going to push people away from politics and that's not good. Mm. And a lot of people on his comments are uh, echoing that. Lah. Yeah. Then you also, like what you said, I, I get what you mean by saying this is a small nothing that could become a big nothing because mm. there's also one side of like, uh, I mean, these SLA, we all know ministers get paid decently well so chances are they have their own houses. Mm-hmm. If they are renting out their houses to cover this rent, yeah. what's wrong with that? Yeah. That's what's right. wrong with that? And yeah. it becomes like, oh, actually, yeah, like, what is wrong with that? Yeah. And then, of course, then you get the fun conspiracy theories uh, that, you know, they, there's something happening at Rideout. I mean, okay, this is my conspiracy theory. Like, that they're planning like some space mission and Rideout will be the launch pad for this super secret uh, rocket that Minister Shan and Vivian Balakrishnan are overseeing. Yeah, yeah. Those are, that's one of the mildest conspiracy theories that I've heard <laughs> yeah, already. That, that's true, la, that's true. I think you and I, uh, <laughs> we've, we've met people who have given us even crazier yeah, conspiracy yeah. theories, which I, 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 I hard to even talk shouldn't about. Say, shouldn't, shouldn't say. Shouldn't say, yeah. yeah. Shouldn't say. But, but the, the one thing that was interesting this week was that uh, two of the very prominent opposition voices that came forward uh, earlier in the week were Lee Sien Yang, mm. right? The, the, the elderly. Mm. And uh, Lim Tian. Lim Tian came out and mm. they were basically... The crux of what they were saying, they were, you know, obviously rehashing some of those things that were said before. But they also made a good point that um, SLA's statement was uh, woefully inadequate. Mm. In the sense that because the SLA statement literally says, oh, go and, you know, wait till July until in Parliament, then there'll be more details revealed. Kind of, to, to I think to a point that we had discussed the last time was mm. that it kind of reduces, it makes SLA look less independent. From uh from ministerial oversight la, right because mm-hmm. like how is SLA privy to the fact that uh Shamugam had a conversation with a senior cabinet colleague mm. why is it that SLA knows that you know has that means the minister must have had a conversation with someone at SLA or, and and therefore you would from there you would assume that the minister understands what is going on in the SLA statement la, which was what we I think we discussed was that. SLA statement doesn't feel like it's a, its own independent statement. It feels like it was done in concert with the minister, whether Minister Shamugam or what, but in consultation with him. Mm. Uh, of course, you could argue that that Ella, of course, I mean, he's in charge of that 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 ministry, right? But uh, that's the whole issue here, like The sense of uh, is there is there a real independence uh, between what SLA is doing? Is there was there an arm's length transaction and everything? Uh, you know, mm. and that bleeds into this review that was ordered by Lee Sien Lung, right? Yeah. An independent review of first, everything. First of all, like Lee Sien Lung, he was diagnosed with COVID when? Uh, just a few days ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so can you imagine Shamugam and Vivian Balakrishnan going to, hey, bro, <laughs> I sorry, know. I know you got COVID, <laughs> uh, but we really think there should be a review. He's like, fucking hell, <laughs> I'm a senior citizen, I got COVID for the first time, I can't even have a fucking like 14-day quarantine to rest <laughs> and I got to deal with this shit. Must issue press release, yeah. must issue press statement. Put together committee. That's right. Because literally like two days ago, it was announced that PM Lee was diagnosed, right? For, yeah, with COVID. for the yeah. first time. Wow. For the first time. Amazing. We already like, I, I don't know, I've already had two cycles. You? Yeah, uh, one. One, uh, yeah, one yeah. that I know of. One that you know of. So then the, then the second thing is, so what I find surprising is that... Uh, the, this is just causing more people to chat because another thing about the committee, you know, you mentioned the fact that Teo Chi Hen is mm. going to conduct it. Mm. Uh, I mean, already with the accusations of that people are putting uh, for Min- Minister Shan, especially, you know, like SLA is falls under Ministry of Law, mm. falls under him. Is there a conflict of interest? Mm. And you want a commission or committee to investigate the conflict of interest, then you get a PAP minister very senior minister mm. who has been mm. working with Vivian Balakrishnan and Shamugam and Lee Sien Lung for so long. Yeah. Just feels like, huh? Is that, again, like the optics? How does that make sense? But I mean, what's, the, what's the alternative then? What's the alternative? Get what? Pritam Singh to chair the <laughs> I, know, I know, I know Lim Tian volunteered uh, that he'll be, <laughs> he'll be part of the committee. But just feels like the only reason that uh, I can see is because I think uh, Minister Teo was also chairing the committee examining the options for 38 Oxley Road. Uh, so maybe he's the property expert. He's the property limb brother in, in Parliament. Parliament. 
He's the one that knows. He's the one that's like, hey, everyone, we're looking at this property at 26 Rideout Road today. Come, follow me. He's that guy, right? Exactly. You see, this this used to be trees here, but now it's a converted car park. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so it just feels like, ugh, like it's just giving so much room for people to speculate. Yeah, yeah. Which is quite... Um, Kind of, kind of strange, right? You know, I think that that the because if the biggest issue here is about the independence and and you know the the conflict of interest, mm-hmm. right? To get away from, to at least to uh, you know m- make people feel at ease about that. I think whatever reviews or whatever you choose to do should try to appear as independent as possible. Right? Yeah. So in this case, like oh, even the announcement of that that committee really has everyone, you know. And on the internet, everyone's saying own self-review, own self. Yeah. Right. So, and some of this one, like, I, I don't think there's a parliamentary set sitting in June. Mm. Um, so, yeah. logically, the next one is in July. But it feels like it's so long. Like, today's 24th May. It's yeah. like six weeks till that sitting, at least. Yeah. But that's why Lee Sein Long said that it will be completed expeditiously. 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 Right, right. Expeditiously. That means I, I think we should be looking forward to hearing more about it before the parliamentary sitting. Be- oh, okay, okay. That's, that's what I understood from it. Yeah. Okay, but I mean, the the politicians, opposition and PAP politicians have already filed some questions. La. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, I can't help but feel that, okay, the PAP minister is asking questions. Uh, is There's no confirmation, but to me, it's like, uh, yeah, okay, they want, they will, of course, ask questions because they... They need to be seen to be inquiring. Yeah. But, but to be fair, those questions are the some of the questions are legit. Yeah. They're yeah. they literally asking what was the guide rent uh, that was in there and everything. Yeah, but because there's so much time, because the questions are there, it feels like I mean, I'm curious to see how this unfolds because it feels like every day the the hole is being dug deeper. Yeah. Uh and I mean if you look at a video of Shamogam being interviewed, uh it's like a five minute plus video yeah. and his main answer was that I can't talk about it now. Yeah. Let the the allegations are outrageous and let it take like due process. La. Yeah. I think to be specific in there was a video that I saw on Facebook, I think one of the news outlets, about three and a half minutes in like I think they they start to really dig into more specifics about mm. like like who was the senior uh cabinet colleague that you, you know, talked to about this issue. La. And um I would say for the first time, I see Shamugam, you know, slightly, like almost like ruffled a little bit. Is you know? Even by his standards, uh, ruffled uh. Is, is, is is much less ruffled than everyone else. Mm. But even then, it's almost like, oh, you know, I, I don't think I can comment because there's uh, a review going on. Which, uh, yeah, it is. That's where, um, you know, given his background as a lawyer and asking people to just answer the question yes or no, yes or no. Mm. You know, that's what he does in parliament. That's his trademark, right, in parliament. Mm. Uh, sounded a little bit, uh, yeah, like uh, evasive in some ways, uh, you know? Yeah, you can't watch it and like, I mean, of course, when you look at the comments on PM Lee's post, a lot of people are like, thank you, sir, you know? Mm. Uh, like, um, thank you for your, for thank you, trustworthy and accountable ministers to initiate uh, the protocol to review um, and, and and basically just just yeah having the ministers themselves asking for an investigation on themselves not only mm. show that our leaders adopt high standards but also show so I don't know man like the, the more this unfolds uh, and also you know I think you mentioned before is that there are some comparisons being made with the Titi Durai case from yeah. years ago yeah uh, I was just doing some basic reading up of the Titi Durai uh-huh. case uh, for all those born you know, after, you know, young people, uh, basically. The, there was a huge scandal many years ago when the National Kidney Foundation, uh, I think the CEO uh, was, you know, there there was a leak somewhere that he had installed golden taps in his private toilet uh, mm. in the National Kidney Foundation building. And uh, basically, yeah, those those that was one of the big things there. And then subsequently also when uh, I think uh, the wife of the former PM Go Chok Tong, yeah, Mrs. Go Chok Tong, came forward to to defend him in some way, saying that whatever he earned, his salary earned was peanuts, uh, which uh-huh. was six hundred thousand uh-huh. dollars. That riled up a lot of people, and uh, there were a lot of repercussions. Uh, you know, uh-huh. politically, uh, he lost his job at NKF. I think the board at NKF, uh, a lot of changes in the board. So it was a it was a small thing that became a very big thing. Uh. Um, I don't know how much you remember of that case. Uh. 
Uh, no, I I remember. I remember. Uh, I remember because it was one of those things that, um, you know, the whole notion that just because you work in a charity, just because you work in a non-profit, uh, do you deserve being to be paid well? Uh? Mm. Or is like altruism the, the thing that should, should, should lead you all the way? I don't agree with that. But then also when you look at the gold tabs and one thing about him flying first class Mm-mm-mm. on a business class entitlement, it just, again, the optics. Yeah, I think sp- the, the, the sp- specific thing was that I think he also, yeah, he, there was basically a budget to fly business class for yeah. his, for his uh, business trips. But he used the loophole of, uh, you know, he could get first class tickets at, uh, at, at the business class prices. Uh, mm. And he used that to fly first class for some of his trips. Uh. So uh, that also came out um, in court. Uh, and, and actually, the interesting thing about the case that I completely forgot uh, mm. was that there was a bit of, uh, he shot himself in the foot a little bit, uh, TT2, right? Mm. In the sense that he actually was suing SPH oh, yes. for publishing about some of these things and suing for, I think, defamation or, or something. And it was in that court case where all these details were drilled out of him. Mm. And that's where public opinion turned uh, completely turned against him and uh, what the NKF uh, management was doing. Uh. So that's why, going back to what I had said earlier about a quote, that the, the most quotable quote uh, of all the people I spoke to this week, it's a small nothing get that looks feels like it could happen. It become a big nothing. So when you say big nothing, you mean by the end, like let's say in July, they're like, okay, these are the things we did. Just, we follow the steps. There's absolutely yeah. nothing wrong. Yeah. Then everyone's like, oh, okay, sorry. No, yeah. So the process, everything, nothing wrong. I followed the steps, all that. But at the end of the day, like it's the same reason why people ask to Titi Durai, why do you need to fly, fly first class? Uh. Why do you need to install golden taps in your kitchen? And the answers to that are much, they're not black and white, right? They're yeah. a bit more gray area. And like what you said, it's a very big debate about whether charities, uh, how charities use the money and how they mm. pay the management, right? So in this write-out case, it's uh, a big question, I think, going through people's minds that not, it's not even, they won't even probably, can't even be covered in the ministerial review or the, the committee review of this whole thing is, why do you need to stay in such a huge colonial bungalow? But then, right, on that right. note, right, you know, like reading, not say I, I agree with Kelvin Cheng's post, mm, mm. but also the thought, which some, some people that I spoke to also they brought up was like, these, these bungalows, there are a lot of people who don't want to live there, mm, mm. right? Uh, if you've ever been in a black and white house, it's, it's, sometimes there are problems with the piping and the mm. ventilation is not the best, might have a smell. And, and you're not allowed to, to do a lot of uh, restoration yeah. works because it is a conserved building, right? In yeah, some ways. yeah. And then, like, uh, if the rental... I know some people are comparing it to the private GCBs, but the rental for black and white properties, from my understanding and from certain people I know who have stayed in black and white properties, is always lower than the equivalent for private. Mm, mm. So if that's the case, right, yeah. what really is wrong if they stay at these black and white houses? If they are not... Let's say it's really due process, mm. everything followed and all, like, there's really no issue. Yeah. Why are people... Or like, why do you feel or what have you heard from people who still feel like that's not right? As a politician, you cannot stay in this kind of house. Correct. Um, I think it boils down to the economy or the economic situation we're in right now. Uh, uh, housing prices, rental uh, prices, COE prices. Everyone's feeling the pinch, right? Prices mm. going up for everybody. Uh, young people can't get their BTOs or can't get their HDBs. Uh, or kind of rent a room without paying through the nose for it, right? And that's where the topic of uh, where do your leaders stay? It becomes something pertinent in people's minds because they ask, can you really relate to the issues that we're facing? Are you really, you know, you say that you you hear people, but are your boots on the ground? Are you, are you, you know, um, understanding the struggles that uh, the average person faces and all that? And, and, mm. and, and, you know that, yeah, like, it's you're not. I mean, I, I, I think our ministers and our civil servants they do their work, like, right? They do their work. They they're on the ground. They they have boots on the ground. They're talking to people, understanding the issues. But that's when when people say, "Oh, but okay, that's what you do for your work." But outside of your work, if you're if it's a if there's a feeling that you're so removed 
from the realities of a normal person, right? Mm. If you're so removed where, like, you know, I can't get my house everything, but but on the flip side, I see my like, leaders staying in 200,000 square foot houses, right? Where the garden is probably multiple times the size of whatever flat that I want to stay in. Mm. Uh, there's this disconnect. La. There's a disconnect between uh, them talking about, so, oh, you, we are monitoring the situation, we feel your pain, and then what they actually, the conditions that they're actually living in. La. But do you think it would be different if let's say one of them was staying in a penthouse where the rent was like fucking 60,000? Um, I think it would be different. Yeah, it would be different. Because like penthouse, HDB, both need to take leave and all yeah. that. Yeah, in some ways, you still need to live around people. Uh, You're not isolated in a in a in a fucking like four football field size place. Uh, Whereas this one really feels like a colonial, it's a colonial era, uh, uh, a relic of the colonial era when the colonial masters would stay on a ranch or, you know, a, a little plant, in the middle of a plantation when everyone around them, you know, works to tend to the gardens and all that. Uh. So there is a, I feel there is a difference, uh, you know, when, okay, fine, you stay in private housing, you stay in a landed property, Whatever, you stay in a bungalow, you stay in a GCB. Mm. But at least you're still, you know, the moment you step out of your house, you're on a public road already and everything. So even know? if like inside Shamugam's house is a fucking mess, uh, like, yeah. you know, pipes leaking, got like algae growing everywhere yeah. and all that, is, and he sleeps and just sweating the whole night because ventilation sucks. Yeah. That still like would be, would be too different a world. No, so that's where I, I do, although we joke about the Property Lim Brothers mm. thing, right? Oh, you think they should I should think <laughs> the best way for him to just get people to shout out, hey, okay. welcome to my home in 26 Rideout Road. You know, I'm Minister Shamogam and let me show you around. Property? Oh my God. He needs to do like an MTV Crip style. Like him and Vivian. Him and Vivian, showing them what the home is like. And, and oh, this, yeah, you see this car park, car park porch. Yeah, I paid for it myself, you know, and then I have to tear it down when it's done. <laughs> So I, I, I'm not even kidding where it's it's the literally like just walking people through these these uh properties that they might never ever step foot in. Maybe Shamugam say, you know, every time I get off of my car, there's so many mosquitoes here, I get twenty nine bites from the time I walk here to yeah. my house. Yeah. You know, yeah. I go in, then I sleep on some algae. Yeah. I got dengue fever when I yeah. walk to my kid. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> like 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 every day, like I still like the, the fans don't work, you know. Wow ball. Wow ball. My morning run is running away from Wild Ball. Wild Ball. <laughs> yeah, like, I was on the <laughs> eastern wing of the uh, of the estate and there was a wild ball there. Yeah, that's why. So I ran to the yeah. western side. And the guard house was in the, in the north, uh, so he it took him fifteen minutes to walk over. You know? Yeah, I I think like whenever I I hear people say, oh, but whatever they do in their private time, uh, shouldn't matter. And to a certain extent, it's true. But there's just something so ridiculous about the house that he lives in. Mm. It's almost like a James Bond villain, no? Yeah, it's like you know yeah. during the day, like uh, I know I know Kelvin uh, Cheng and some other people are saying you know Shamugam has been like the tough guy. Uh, he plays a he's like the villain la, you know, but yeah, he's yeah. not afraid to make hard stances and hard decisions. And he's not the most well liked, but he still does it. Mm. So what is wrong if he does this? Um, but it just feels like it's so ridiculous. Uh, the house they live in is almost like a fairy tale. Mm. That's one thing. So the optics of it, I think a lot of it is optics. Yeah. I, I think for me, the simplest thing, it just looks like what the hell is going on there, particularly yeah. because of the land. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think a lot of discussions recently in Parliament is about the land value. Yeah. Uh, the the land size um, and and how, yeah, you know, like even the, uh, the thing about how to bring up a family in like HDB flats that are getting smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. And then this one, Mm. It's probably one of the biggest GCBs in Singapore, right? Uh, it not, seems like the biggest, the like, biggest by land property, area. Yeah, by land area. So, so that's why I think Shamugam is getting going to be the more crosshairs on him than Vivian Balakrishnan because first of all, SLA is under his ministry. Mm. Um, Vivian Balakrishnan is just in his tinier house, you know, <laughs> much more humble house. <laughs> but it just feels like and and because the optics and all are shit, it just leads people to question. Like I saw people pulling up, like uh, apparently, like. SLA agreements with contractors to mm, build mm. the car park yeah. terrace and all, right? Yeah. So the moment you activate people at their core, right, and they go down this digging, right? Mm. How is yeah, like that? How are they going to get out of this? I, uh, so that's an interesting thing also. How much of this has been digging being done by, you know, uh, enemies of, mm. of, of uh, PAP ministers uh, as opposed to, you know, uh, I, someone 
who knows about these things coming oh. forward with all this information. Because it does seem like, wow, how did these people dig up all this? Oh, it's this not tinfoil hat territory already, I mean, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's just, I'm just wondering what's the source uh, Kenneth Jaranam, Jaranam got this uh. from and all that. I think uh. that's, actually to me, that's a very interesting thing about it, right? Mm. Like who, because, who yeah. is pulling this up and how did they get it and, and, and why now, lah? You know, now when when a lot of things have uh, happened, the housing prices and everything. So well. that also is another reason why this could be very damaging for PAP. Mm. Because in some way, I've also heard the chatter that maybe, maybe you know, we've heard so much of like three G, four G, five G ministers. Now it's almost the turn of the guard, right? Mm. Uh, and and yeah, like like people will speculate, like, oh shit, was this an internal thing? Who knows? Mm. Who knows? No all one knows. All speculation. Yeah, yeah, it's all speculation. But the fact that people are thinking about this, it's not good lah. Yeah. But so that's, I, I think it's good that Lee Hsien Loong, I mean, bless his soul, I mean, he shouldn't be working while he's sick, right? Mm. But I think he needed to come forward and and say something lah, whether it's order this review or whatever. There, there needed to be a step taken by him. And uh, not, not saying that... Um, that we agree with everything that was, you know, whether it's an independent review and everything. Yeah. But at least you know, okay, it's not just, we're not just sitting around waiting till July for, you know, answers to parliamentary questions. Because I think the interest in this issue extends way beyond parliament already. Right? Mm. So you, you, so your take is that it'll definitely be done before July, the yeah. parliament session. Yeah, right? pretty sure. Yeah. Has to, has to. Like even these doorstep interviews, like we have a lot of people like sending them to us and like, oh, you know, wow, watch this interview. So nervous and stuff like that, right? I don't know how the ride out now might be, man. I'm sure got some people who are just going to, I don't know, just go there and take a look or something. Yeah. You know, like, like uh, I know last time for Christmas celebrations, there are a few houses along Nassim Road, which become <laughs> very famous for the lights, right? <laughs> Can you imagine like Shabuka and Vier, they just put like LED or like just show it a finger like, Go away! Oh, you know, that kind of thing. I thought I thought you'd be more like from now on every year they are going to have like Halloween, <laughs> Christmas celebrations Christmas. at ride out. Christmas at ride out, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> hey, open house, you know, everybody come and enjoy like Christmas at at, at uh at twenty six or oh, thirty yeah, one. Oh Halloween at ride out, you the yeah. trick or treat. Uh, you, you ring the bell, then after thirty minutes, Shamogam finally reaches the gate. He's like, Oh, want some candy guys? Yeah. But but um yeah actually what do you just going back to what Calvin Cheng was saying um mm. about the doxing and harassment that uh these ministers are facing what do you feel about that yeah like, I mean like even when we first did it I was thinking like oh should we say the the address and all but I mean it's so public info it's not like doxing to me is like if it's not available publicly then you release it yeah. But I mean, that's the unfortunate thing about the situation now. Lah, because regardless of what side you're on, the fact that in parliament, we cannot get away from discussing houses, right? <laughs> like individual houses, not just the housing landscape. Not the housing market, houses. houses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It just feels like, uh, is, this, is this the best thing to be discussing? Yeah. Um, and I mean, the harassment, I hope Vivian and Sean are not getting like death threats and all that. Their families, you know. Yeah, their, their families, families and all. Family, that, yeah. That's sad. That, yeah. that's, that's sad if their families are implicated, which I, I can't imagine them not being implicated because it's yeah. their home, you know. Yeah. Like I can imagine someone in your family is a politician. It's still outside your day-to-day family life. Like. Correct, correct. But then now like... But actually, you know what's the other thing that I did think about this morning? Mm. Um, remember... Your, your favourite movie, Crazy Rich Asians. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, your favourite movie. Fucking love that, man. Love that. Remember that the house of the that family was, they said it was in Singapore, but actually it was Malaysia. shot in Malaysia, right? Uh, I was just thinking, do you mean they weren't offered like Ride Out Road to film in? Because uh? it's such a huge property, such a huge estate. If they wanted to like make a Crazy Rich Asians out of that house, I think they could have, like, right? So, like, why couldn't that house have been, like, the site oh, of the so crazy you're thinking that house is reserved? No, 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 I'm not saying that. I don't, because the timeline, <laughs> I don't know, I can't remember when Crazy Rich Agents was filmed. Does it film before, after, you know, this uh, Shamugam and Vivian Balakrishnan started their leases there? But, you know, I, I at first I thought, oh, yeah, it's because we they didn't film here because Singapore has no such huge, giant, colonial bungalow properties kind of thing. Mm. I never knew of the existence of, of this ride-out road properties, uh. But now that we've looked at it, we've seen the maps, we've seen the how big they are. I'm like, this could have easily been the Crazy Rich Asians' house in, mm. in the movie. And the rent would have been cheap, right? The rent is much lower than, than a lot of places. So 
you know, we're, we're spending our STB is spending $10 million to get people to film and all that. But then when they wanted to film a house here, they had to go to Malaysia to film it. Mm. So they could, could have filmed it here in Rideout Road, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah. But that, that, I guess that we have also put a spotlight on that particular property a lot. Yeah. Right? I which, tell you. Which is what we want. Do we want that? We want under that? that whole mound, there's some like like underground base, like a Batman lair where they are planning something. Confirm. The whole house is going to open up and something is going to come out. A bat, uh, Batmobile or something. Like a, <laughs> Shanmobile. Like a Shanmobile. Space... <laughs> Shanmobile. <laughs> He's like... The... Batman and Robin. Yeah. <laughs> Shan and Vivian. Shan and Vivian. <laughs> <laughs> they come out in their like you know like their car and then they're like bam jing bam fighting smack. crime yeah fighting crime yeah that's why the streets of Singapore have never this been this feels safer. like a movie in and of itself no? mm, mm. Uh, just the thought of like I mean filming at a GCB would be so awesome yeah uh, it's such an insane place I think I think yeah if it was a smaller GCB I really think it wouldn't be an issue the fact that it's so ridiculously large because honestly n- no one's really like putting that much visual emphasis on Vivian's uh, property. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because they are they are both ginormous. Yeah. But one is more ginormous than the other. Mm, mm, mm. So then it's just a case of optics. La. It's just shit optics. Mm. And you know this is going to be fiery because it there's an ability to hurt a lot of the... Oh, actually, I don't know. You think it would hurt the standing of PAP for the general population? Because uh, a lot of people don't seem to care. I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's why I said it's a small nothing that could spiral into a bigger nothing. nothing huh? In the sense that, uh, yeah, it's, it's the, the fact that everyone is starting to care, you know, everyone is starting to question, hey, if the two of them are staying in this place, how about all the other, is there any, are there any other properties like this like, that are, you know, uh, are housing? All the ministers, ministers also, maybe other ministers, yeah, ministers who are living in big houses, they're like, yeah, oh, fuck. Yeah. I mean, oh, let's, we, we think a little bit about what the tin paling grab situation back then already, oh. right? Um, I think it's very different situations because tin palings standing within the government versus Shamugam standing within the government or even Vivian Balakrishnan for that matter. Very different, mm. right? Mm. So, I mean, your question about will it hurt the PAP and all, I think uh, there's more at stake lah, for sure because it's two of the 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 big shots within yeah, the, the party, shots. right? Um, and... Uh, the yeah, like you said, the optics of it are, are questionable, and yeah, that's why I said you know, rather than wait for independent review or parliament and all that, open house, man, open house, open house, <laughs> just open the house and uh, let people see what's in there, and and and, and you know, as much as yeah, like, I, I understand about doxing privacy or that, but sometimes the you know you you gotta you gotta fight fire with fire lah. People keep sharing information and you got to share more information to wow, shut them up. La. That would be epic, man. Yeah. Samugam yeah. just says, guys, you see for yourself. <laughs> you see for yourself. It's some, do you think it could be an angle where it's like this property was not occupied for so long. It's, it's dilapidated and everything. I took it upon myself to move in and clean it up and you know, restore restore it to its former glory. Because, like, the whole, it's probably, probably protected, right? A lot of these black and white houses mm, can't mm. be destroyed or anything. Right? Yeah, yeah. Wow, right. suddenly he's been, he's like, you know, just like how I have cleaned up Singapore. Uh, this is yeah. my second Singapore. Yeah. He's to clean it up, you know, like, uh, make it like really preserve the heritage, preserve the, build a museum inside. La. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It'd be kind wow. of crazy, yeah? Crazy. That man. angle. Uh, crazy. So, uh, speaking of excess, mm. you know, we've been talking a lot about excess so far. Uh, someone uh, has always also been trying to get something extra for himself at Ikea. Mm. And that has caused a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, heat la, on, on him or herself, la, right? Yeah. And who, what is this issue and who is this person? I believe it's a herself. Mm. Um, no, him, him. Him, oh. Him with his daughter, I believe, yeah. Him with his daughter. Mm, mm. Oh, okay, yeah. So the, the TikTok uh, influencer Jason Su mm. um, has sparked... A debate online. Yeah. A lot of debates about seemingly pointless shit uh, going yeah. around. Uh, but basically, he tried an Ikea ice cream hack with his daughter where mm. by apparently, I mean, they have this 50 cent ice cream. So apparently, by holding up the cone a certain way and preventing the machine from detecting the weight of the ice cream that has been dispensed, yeah, you can get more ice cream. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so at the time of writing, the video had already had like 150 plus thousand views. Mm. 
But it was polarizing lah because yeah. some people were saying, isn't it stealing? Aren't you stealing? Mm-hmm. You are going above the limit, the the recommended amount of like uh, ice cream. Uh, but other people are like, oh, it's it's a hack lah. They're not doing anything illegal. Mm. Uh-huh. Um, so you know, sounds familiar. Going from yeah, going from one topic where it was you know like the national national level. This one, where does this sit uh, in terms of for you? Uh it's an international scandal, uh, Because I mean, there's Ikea. The amazing thing about Ikea is that they're so consistently branded all over the world. Mm. Every Ikea you go, you'll find an ice cream and and that kind of like ice cream dispenser. But no curry puff, lah. No curry puff and yeah, la, No, no, none of the local flavors and stuff, la. Yeah. But but the experience is very very similar around the world, lah. Which you know, I've been to a few Ikeas around uh, in different parts of the world, and yeah. it is really similar like you could you just close your eyes or just you know don't listen to the language being spoken and you could feel like hey this is like what Singapore is like you know Ikea and Singapore is like yeah yeah. but yes that's why I think it's 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 not as small a deal as uh, we want to say it's just a person stealing ice cream in Singapore yeah. but do you think it's wrong that she was doing that um, that he was doing that well I mean let's say you went to your your local ice cream shop right uh. And then you ordered ice cream, uh, sea salt caramel, whatever, sea salt, uh. gula malaka caramel from Crimea, all of these places. Uh. And then the person takes out the scoop and starts scooping out ice cream. Then you reach in and you grab the person's hand and then you make them like scoop a few more times to get more ice cream onto your cone. Lah, right? It's a hack. Lah. It's a hack. <laughs> Is that, <laughs> would you be okay with that? Would that be considered a hack? Or, or what would people say? Because ultimately, yeah, lah, they... They are trained. The, the people who serve you are trained to scoop a certain amount of ice cream. Sometimes even they 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 even have weighing scales that go down to exact weight of how much ice cream they give you, mm. right? So if you 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 hack that by whether changing the weighing scale or you know just grabbing the hand and making them scoop more, you know, yeah. Do you think that would fly? Huh? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know the answer to that is no. I'm thinking that <laughs> why is it no? Is it because it's a human? Mm, mm. So that's interesting, right? Because now that they use a robot, they use they use a mechanical arm or whatever to weigh it. Does that make it a different thing? You know? So is this some? If you saw like, you know, you have a child now, if you saw a parent doing this at Ikea, would you be like, look at that guy. Look, what is that guy doing? Mm-hmm. It is wrong. Yeah, I think, yeah, I would have to explain uh, to the kid, to my kid or what, who sees it that, uh, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to tamper with the machine before before it dispenses the ice cream. Because I think on top of just like taking more ice cream from the machine, it also left a bit of a mess, lah, right? And that's what some people complain about uh, about the video is that yeah, because of what you've done, there's an overflow of ice cream that has flown onto the handle that will get onto the next ice cream that's served to the next unsuspecting customer and all, lah, mm. which becomes you know a bit unhygienic, lah, right? So there's an element of uh, it's also kind of inconsiderate behavior that way Of course, maybe he cleaned up after that. I don't think he did, but um, yeah, that's why I think there's a very there's a very fine line between uh, life hack and just stealing, right? But then you know, like let's say if you go to McDonald's yes. and the uh, chili sauce there, yeah, you take more chili sauce. Uh, what's wrong with it? There's nothing wrong with that. Right? I mean, it's your entitlement, lah. You eat more chili sauce, you take more chili sauce, lah, right? Yeah. But you don't get more fries. The the stuff that you actually have to yeah, order and pay for. for the chili sauce, lah. You can't like you can't like they scoop your fries. Then you go in and then you take the scoop yourself and scoop more fries for yourself, lah, right? Mm. Yeah. So so I think that's the thing that the there is a set quantity that that you you buy every time you transact every time you transact for the ice cream, lah, right? And uh, yeah, like IKEA in the smart nation fashion has tried to automate the process a bit. And they got trust, lah. They trust. Their yeah, yes, a trust. It's it's actually it's kind of like free soda, free uh refills, lah. Right. Yeah. When you go to a buffet restaurant or whatever, they tell you there's there's uh sometimes they limit like oh there's one free refill of your drink and things like that, lah. Right. Ah. Some places I've been, and uh yeah, it's an honor system, lah. In some sense, it's up to you to. To honor it and all that, and and there's not, hopefully not everyone, uh, you know, abuses the system. That's what the the whole system is is predicated on. It's an honor system, lah. Right? Okay, yeah. So so one thing I think to note is if you haven't seen the video, right? The way the machine works is you put in fifty cents. Mm. Uh, you put a cone into this little arm. Yeah. The arm goes up, 
the machine starts dispensing ice cream. Yeah. And then once uh, it's done dispensing, you pick it up. Yeah. So basically, it's a hands-free thing. Yeah. Uh, initially, before I saw the video, I thought you literally hold up the cone. So what's yeah. wrong if you just hold it up or you don't you don't let the weight weight affect you too much in terms of the position? Mm. But this one, if you watch the video, yeah, it does feel like, hey, why you are you are interfering? Yeah. You are interfering. Yeah. Which which kind of made me realize, you know, those um, juice orange juice machines that you see around now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I buy a lot that a lot of that now because you know I, I buy that for my family and everything. Like. Uh. And the machine is like everything happens uh, behind closed doors. Like everything sealed up. Even that the window to take the drink, right? They seal it until you until everything is done. Then it opens for a brief moment. Then you can take it out, and after that, it's sealed again. Like they don't allow you to tamper with anything inside the machine. Uh, and maybe that's the thing that uh, Ikea needs to look into la, in the sense that uh, yeah, la, when you let the machinery be out there and people can tamper with it uh, that's when the honor system is not very reliable la, and, and that people start abusing that that grey line that the honor system presents la, right yeah so I mean apparently this hack has been going around since 2020 you know? mm, 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 uh, yeah. and it's got like 29 million views apparently because yeah. like what you said is repeatable throughout the world I guess yeah um, but yeah, it's just, I mean, okay, there's probably a lot of shit like this people are doing all around the world with mm. so many different things. But the fact that he recorded it on TikTok, mm, mm, mm. almost like a flex, right? That's yeah. what I don't understand. Or calling it a hack, basically. I think so what's, it, a, what's a hack to you then? A hack is something that you do that doesn't go near the, the, the it makes your life easier and doesn't go near the line of legality la, right where people where you, people can question what if what you're doing is legal or not la. is there a recent hack that you discovered uh there are a lot of uh, Instagram hacks and everything one hack I discovered yeah. is if you have a, 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 a what's a group of bananas called bunch of bananas a bunch is, of bananas. is that official term a bunch of, yeah a bunch of bananas yeah a bunch of bananas Tristan is that a bunch of bananas is that the term like you know a school of fish is it a yeah. bunch of bananas Okay, <laughs> I feel like that's a that's a question that yeah we can put up to the world. Yeah, that's right. But I would okay. call it a bunch. So yeah. a bunch of bananas. You know, like one issue I was having at home is always like when you leave it out, it'll turn yeah. black. Correct. Yes. You know, then you try and hang it, it'll turn black. Yeah. Then you put it on a table, wherever touches the table, it turns black. So I saw this one video where if you overturn it into just so that the the top of the bunch is soaked in water, right, it lasts mm. a lot longer. Oh, okay. And it lasts okay. me, and, and like fucking five days, yeah. Yeah. No, doesn't turn black. Of course, the water gets seeped up, so the lower part of the banana becomes like very wet. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, it it still, it works, and so that is a hack. Yeah, that's a that hack. is a hack. Nobody was hurt doing that hack, right? Nobody. Yeah. Uh, no yeah. legality. No issues. legality issue. Not no rules against bunches of bananas being exactly. turned upside down. Yeah. But this IKEA thing, yeah, it doesn't feel like a hack, la. Yeah, I think it's a it's a bit different, la. And, and I, I guess because the open concept of IKEA, every time you go IKEA, it feels like a play area, a giant play area, yeah, right? Yeah. And maybe, in that sense, uh, it makes people think that, oh, can what can I do with IKEA that is, uh, you know, a bit of fun and, and a bit of a hack and 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 a bit different. Lah. So, yeah, that's where it's like, uh, it, it's, 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 it's not a hack. Lah. It's, yeah. uh, it's, I think it's more of a, abusing an honor system that is set there in place to, to, for, to, um, as a benefit to customers. Lah. So like, I mean, for example, like Ikea's free parking, so to speak, right? Yeah. Uh, you go to the Alexandra branch. Uh, it's basically an honor system where when you're paying for your things, then you just go to the, one of their staff and she will have carpark coupons. Oh, so it's not automatically it's free. It's not automatically free, yeah. So you have to ask for it. But because I think that process of asking, like then they can, oh, do you buy anything? They can kind of see straight away, lah, right? Mm. So in some sense, it's also an honor system, lah, right? You you just have to just say, okay, I I did buy my things. You look at me, I'm carrying my things. I need a cup oh, of coupon. Probably because people were exploiting it, lah. Yeah, yeah. Right, like in yeah. Tampines, I don't think people were exploiting yeah, free parking. In fact, lah. now that you bring up back then, it used to the cup of coupons just used to sit on on the counter. And you could just pick oh, them yourself. Yeah. But now I've realized in the in the last couple of years they've gone to like it's actually with a member of a staff la, who has to monitor it, no? So that's very unsmart nation, but it is what it yeah. is, right? Because yeah. people probably have abused their honor system. La. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't it so clear? Should it be clear to people that these kind of things are wrong? I mean, where where could one learn that you can get away with this kind of shit? Where, uh, Terrence? 
in I mean that's where yeah education and school and everything right education and school yeah. and you know yeah. having having leaders who are also also very above board yeah <laughs> above board below board they must be below board ah, right. only below board above, it, they above are not board. above board la. It has to be above board la. why above board that means it's transparent la. everything's above board oh that's the saying yeah I thought above the board means you're like above the the rules no, no, no. Above, no, 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 no. Above board means that you are legitimate, honest, and open, as uh, by the Oxford Language Dictionary. Then below the board, because uh, it's under table, lah. Under table. So under yeah. table, above board. Yeah. Why nobody, the fuck is it not the same thing? Nobody says below board, lah, so to speak. Yeah. And I no think, says, okay, okay, board because I guess back then when you were on a ship or something, uh, all aboard, and then above board you can see what's on the ship. Below board you cannot see. Then why can't it be above table? Uh, above table go under table right? under table is under table is because you are seated together at the table and I hand you something under the table so that that that, that needs there needs to be a transaction there for that term to be used uh. under table you know but when you are above board means you put everything on the board of your on the, on the deck of your ship you know I, I don't I'm know guessing, whether it's because of the ship <laughs> I'm guessing I'm guessing I'm guessing no but in the spirit of uh, correcting each other I also have to clarify mm. that uh uh, when you buy those bananas at NTUC, it's a hand of bananas. A hand of bananas. A bunch of bananas is multiple hands coming together. Uh-huh. So apparently a bunch of bananas may contain 3 to 20 hands. Uh-huh. So if you go to NTUC, just ask for a hand of bananas. Wait, so uh, so is it a bunch? Oh, a bunch it's of a bananas hand. is called a hand. A single banana is referred to as a finger. You Holy just Googled shit. it? Yeah. I thought you were Googling above the board. No, no. I already Googled above board. Really. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Sorry. What a bunch of bananas. Yeah, it's called. a finger. Yeah, correct. Wow, I never knew. It's that a finger, hand, and a bunch. A banana is a finger. Oh, interesting. Wow. Yeah. Even though banana and finger in the same sentence sounds a bit sounds like... Sounds wrong, yeah. Sounds very wrong, yeah, yeah. Could you pass me a finger banana, <laughs> finger of your banana? Banana's hand. Just, can, I have a, yeah. can, can you pass me... Yeah, can I have a finger, please? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But cool. yes. Yeah. That's a... Uh, you know, yeah. Let us know what you think about that, that hack, lah, Right? Whether it's uh, whether you think it's really a hack or is it something uh, you shouldn't be teaching our kids in school about, lah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Correct. But yes, cool, man. Cool. Um, but there's always something positive to talk about. And what is your one short comment? Uh, would you like to go first? Uh, I need to pull it up. Uh, as you can tell, we. We are literally on the fly. Sometimes we do uh, pull up these things. Yeah. And it, it, it does take a while. Uh, but yes, what is your one shot comment? I was uh, trying to stall for you as long <laughs> nice, as possible nice, already. Nice. You see, when we did this yeah. remotely, is, <laughs> it was easy we, we could hide. Uh, we could hide. You know, it was every, but now everything's above board. Literally, everything, our laptops, everything is above the table. Yeah. I can't go under the table. Hey, hey one shot comment. I kick Harish on that. But no, cannot. So, yeah. Yes. Exactly. Uh, okay. So. So, 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 so. Mm, mm. Um, okay, wait, uh. Yeah. Still, still looking. <laughs> still looking, still looking. No, okay, okay, okay. okay I can okay, go yeah. first, lah. Yeah, yeah. On, on our YouTube, actually partially why we are, are going, you're really going all out on YouTube now, uh, as in putting the entire visual Yalabad experience on YouTube, is because there are people uh, asking for it. And I, I don't want to, like, toot our own horn, but... uh. This is uh, literally and uh, uh, someone commenting, uh, Ankira Japan. Oh, no, no, sorry, not Ankira Japan. Uh, uh, it's actually someone who said, Valia, who was uh, commenting on how Prince Harry attends King's Coronations at Chickens at, at, uh, at the National Gallery. Mm. Um, their comment was from Valia. Yes, please do more visual podcasts. I'm sure your other listeners would enjoy them too. So I think that was in response to us asking, hey, do people want to watch us, uh, you know, doing this podcast and reacting to each other and stalling for time when we cannot find our one shot comment or one shot thing immediately. Mm. So positive, positive affirmation there. Yeah, so, so that's, that's why we're doing this because mm. it, is, it is something that people are asking for. Yeah. Okay, now. Okay, yes, I found mine. I found yes. mine. I found mine. <laughs> so, so, it was a comment from Internet Lurker 96 mm. uh, on our podcast 397, mm. um, where we talked about the Blackpink concert. Oh, so, okay. Internet Lurker 96 uh, mentioned that they, are, uh, they, they were a virgin concert goer prior to end February. Mm. Um, and then they talked about, like, like, navigating what to do. Should you just, like, take the videos, record, or just sit back and enjoy? They tried to balance both. 
um, and and then also shared their experience of going for a concert for Sasha Sloan, mm. a relatively popular US indie pop artist. And they, they basically said that, yeah, like, they, they do see value in like becoming fans of smaller artists so you can get like like tickets and just more intimate experiences. Yeah. So so Sasha Sloan was the was the recommendation. I haven't checked checked her out yet. Mm. Uh, but I will. I yeah. will. So so cheers to that internet looker ninety six. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 man. All right. Yes. And the one shock thing. This one I got already. If you want if you need time, I can go first. You can go first, yeah. Okay. So over the weekend, uh I watched the movie Air. Mm. Uh on Prime, not in cinemas, uh, with my wife and, and two other friends. And if you haven't heard, it's the movie uh, uh, tracing the journey of how the shoe Air Jordan came to be. Uh, it was at a time when Nike had the lowest market share amongst Adidas and Converse for basketball shoes. Mm. Uh, the whole basketball division was on the cusp of being closed down. Um, but it follows the guy, um, his name is Sunny. I think he was a basketball mm. expert brought into the Nike to kind of recruit players to be like uh, ambassadors. Like. Okay. And it was, I loved it because it was very focused on that story. Um, it wasn't like full of special effects or anything. The mm. storyline, you can even say, is quite simple. It's, it's not fictional. It's based on true events. And the acting was damn good. Like, there was Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Viola Davis, Jason Bateman, Chris Tucker. And it actually made me feel like, hey, fuck, I can feel the desire to make movies again, which, which of late, admittedly, I'm like, oh, do I want to make a movie at some, some point? But uh, yes, this is a good story. No like crazy visual effects and all, and I really really enjoyed it. And it's quite nostalgic also because it's set mm. in the eighties. Mm. So they brought back like clips of actual uh M- Michael Jordan and like the music and all that. And I highly recommend it as a movie. But no Michael Jordan in the movie. Yeah, no Michael. They they just have him as like a side character mm. as the son because apparently a lot of the negotiations between getting him to agree to Air Jordans was with his mom. Oh, I see. Yeah, played by Viola Davis, Interesting. who is solid. Yeah, yeah. So I really enjoyed it. Oh, awesome, man. Yeah. What about you, man? Uh, mine's a, a bit more highbrow kind of uh, content compared to uh, movies like Fuck that. Fuck you lah, Terrence. It's, uh, it's <laughs> this hey, YouTube channel. Air is a good movie, okay? Harish. I know you Harish. have your issues with Phil Knight's biography and all that. Harish. It's a good movie. You know the difference between doing it remotely and, and doing it in person is that there is a, there, you should be able to read sarcasm in the room. Cannot. Sometimes cannot, there's cannot. sarcasm. And if you... If you pay attention to what's, what people are saying in the room as opposed to your own, your own thoughts. So what did you just say, Darren? I said that this is a very highbrow thing, but it's a YouTube channel called Kong Tao Help Desk, which is oh. actually is the opposite of highbrow, right? I see. Okay, humor, right. humor, okay, okay, comedy, okay, okay. right? Ah, okay, okay. So yes, this is a channel called Kong Tao Help Desk by a Singaporean who's, to say the least, very interested in Thai culture. Mm. So some of the videos are you know, it's, it's, it's really about, uh, I don't know if you know the context of this Kong Tao. Basically, it's, uh, you know, those Singapore guys who go to Thai discos and they basically fall in love with the singers and dancers at Thai discos. Mm-hmm. And they end up, you know, buying Tiao Hua, buying a lot of uh, those flower uh, flowers yeah, yeah. and hanging them on and, and spending a lot of money on these uh, these singers and dancers, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. In the hopes that they will, the the love will be reciprocated. Yeah, but it often isn't, and they are those people are labeled Kong Tao's, uh, Yeah. Oh. So this is a channel about, I mean, Kong Tao help desk, but it covers like what Singaporean that that those types of Singaporean men will be interested about in Thai culture, which are like tricking girls to do naughty reviews on Valentine's Day. So featuring, yeah, Thai ladies. In Singapore, and all the thumbnails always feature a couple of Thai ladies. Uh, learn learn Thai with Kong Tao help desk. How you spell Kong Tao? G O N G T A O. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, Thai proficiency test at Golden Mile. Testing random people's Thai skills at Golden Mile complex. Scavenger hunt at Golden Mile supermarket. Yeah. So traveling to Bangkok via land like a loser. Um, you know, so things like that are Basically, covering that lifestyle. Of uh, if you are a Singaporean man in love with a, a Thai person, a Thai lady lah, yeah. So it's I mean right now it's I think we've got like almost ten thousand subscribers, but uh, the surprising thing yeah, a lot of uh, varied types of content from them lah. So it's not what the fuck. It's man? yeah, it's a what the fuck kind of thing when you see and and they're quite and how serious you come about across it. this, Terrence? 
I don't know, man. The algorithm, man. The algorithm just feeds me the shit. Yeah. Shit, it's, it's a Singapore channel. Singapore channel, yeah. And they've got animation. They've got like travel logs and stuff like that. They've got, you know, those kind of like on the street interviews with people at Golden Mile Complex. So it's a, a lot of effort lah, put into this this channel. Wow. Yeah, so so quite interesting. So do check it out just for, for a laugh and, and maybe to learn a little bit of Thai. Yeah. Wow, nice, <laughs> nice. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. So our first big experiment. With, yeah, our uh, first big experiment is yeah. episode 399. Yeah. Uh, the 400th episode is coming up in store. Yeah. Uh, and we will continue to do this, this video podcast. Yeah. So cool. check us out, man. 